Welcome to the Boonville Worship Center Sermon Podcast. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to Boonville Worship Center. We're just so honored that you, you choose to be with us. And I was thinking this morning through worship about those who are watching online that couldn't be here physically. And I just prayed, God, let the same anointing that we feel here in this house, you feel in your house. Amen. Let me just agree with that and that there's just a release of His presence and and even just the closeness of intimacy that we feel together here this morning, that they, even though they're in their homes, they couldn't make it, they, that they just feel that love saturating them. Amen. Let's just bless them. So we bless all of you that are watching online and we're grateful that you are able to participate with us today. Jesus, we love You so much. We're thankful for the power of Your name and the power of Your blood. We're thankful today for the life, the true life that we have in You. You flowing through us. We just love You and we honor You. Holy Spirit, we just honor Your presence in this place and in us. We thank You for Your faithfulness, God. We thank You for Your provision. You're such a good God. You're such an abundant God. Thank You for Your provision. We just thank You for such a powerful church body that believes in giving. We believe in living according to Your Word. We believe in tithe and offerings and sowing. And so God, today let our our tithe, let our offering, God, just let it be acceptable. Let it be pleasing to You, God, and take it and use it for Your glory. Let Your blessing be upon what we do, God, as we give in obedience. And we just ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Man, we invite all of the children to come and meet your children's leaders here in the center. And you guys have an amazing children's church. Amen. We love you. And thank you, leaders, for loving on our kids. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We uh, we finished our fast on uh, Tuesday uh, of this week, and uh, I wanted to just say something about that real quick. I'm just so grateful for this body for uh, when you know we when the Lord gives the the church leadership something and. And, and gives us a direction to go, and then we lay it out there before you guys that you guys trust in the Word of the Lord. And I'm just so grateful and honored to pastor uh, obedient people that love Him and love His Word and know that what He gets us come from Him. And, and we know and we know for physical reasons and different medical things, sometimes not everyone is, is able to participate in different ways. But I just want to say that I'm, I'm honored to pastor this body and uh, we do this 21-day fast every every year in just preparing ourselves for the Lord uh, and what He has for this upcoming year. And so I just want to say thank you in every way that that you participated, the time you spent in prayer, kind of praying for this body, and and just positioning yourself. And uh, and I, I met with Gary Young a little bit this week, and he asked me, he said, "Yeah, people share testimonies." I'm like, "Man, I hadn't even thought about it, but." Uh, we have before because it's powerful to share what God's done, and so I'm ready to preach. But I want to, I want to give a second, uh, 
if anyone wants to share something about their fast, like this is what God, this is how it went for me, this is what, what God did in me, or this is what I thought that was going to happen, and this is what actually it, it kind of ended up going through. And so I, I just I don't want to blow through it because it's such a such an important time of what God took us through, and uh, uh, he he will. He will reward you openly for what you've done in private. Amen? He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him, the Word of God says. And so, but does anybody have something that you felt like that happened to you through the fast that you wanted to share? Because I just want to give you an opportunity to do that right now. So if so, raise your hand and just stand up and come forward. And if not, that's okay. I know I didn't give you any time to plan, but if you got it, if you do, you do. If not, that's okay. We're trusting in the Lord with what He did. But anybody have anything that they want to share in in regards to their uh, their fast? I I know for me it was, you know, I was so excited about it. I had I had a plan of what it was going to look like. I really felt God uh, giving me a grace to really do a difficult, difficult, difficult fast and. Um, and then on the whatever it was on the thirtieth uh, or the thirty-first, uh, my mom come down with this illness, and little did I know that I would spend all of January and part of February in the hospital uh, with her, and it just kind of threw everything off. Even though I was able to fast, then you know it just uh, when something like that's going, and 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 we, it was so up and down, uh, but. It didn't look the way that I, like I felt like God prepared me for, but yet I also just through all of that just felt such a grace of His strength in things, you know. And it was just sweet. Like it just felt. It was just. It's just like I know what you're going through. Like it's just like God's like I got this. I got you. It's okay. And I gave my best into that, even though I wasn't able to put all the time that I normally would, just being in my office and in prayer and intercession and at home. And so it just looked different. And so like I just felt God just in it. Like where I was at, He was in it. And I'm just thankful sometimes He's just in where you're at. And so I just give God praise. Anybody have anything you want to share? If not, I'm going to go ahead and preach the Word. Miss Anita, you would like to share. Good. I think that's wonderful. Yeah, I just... I, I just... I just want to say I love y'all and um, never thought that we'd be back in a traditional style church again and it just it's just how the Lord works and when you're really listening you know you got to just go where he leads you because you don't know what God knows and this has been such a blessing and this is I've done fasts I mean, we've been walking with the Lord over four years, and I've done different fasts over the years, but this was a really different one. And I really appreciated you, and I, I was going into it with, I got so excited, I started two days early. And I was going into it just feeling such a connection with the people here without really knowing anybody. Then we had the women's meeting, and it was talking about connection. I'm thinking, Okay, God, you know, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. And I don't know people, and it, it takes a while for me to get to know people, but I'm, I'm feeling the connection. I'm praying. And then you guys started talking about this fast isn't just for you to be uh, praying God's will to come down and praying for Boonville and praying for the church, but God wants to speak to you. God wants this fast to be about 
God talking to you personally. And I didn't think God had anything new to say to me, <laughs> but I was wrong. <laughs> and he brought a Bible verse to me that actually we studied in our small group uh, that month. And uh, I mean, it was an echo, a reverberation over and over since that night uh, that our small group met that was just these words from the Lord that I knew were about me personally and about an area of my life that I thought wasn't that important, wasn't that important to God. You know, it has to do with the here and now and, uh, you know. But, but God thinks everything's important to us. If it's important, you know, it's just like us with our kids. You know, if, it's if, if they like a cartoon, great, we love that cartoon. And so I just am so blessed and feel, and I, and I felt like the Lord just wanted me to share with you, uh, it doesn't take a lot of knowledge to feel the connection. You just have to open up your heart to it. So maybe that's a word somebody needs. Amen. Amen. Thank you for sharing. Praise God. It's so good. I just, I just pray God continue to speak. And uh, the whole focus for us was... Uh, not trying to impress God, but just position ourselves to hear His voice. Because he, he wants to speak and He wants us to have His thoughts. And He's going to continue to release and move us forward. So we're excited for that. Um, praise God. I, I'm going to dig in here. I'm, uh, you're going to need your Bible because I'm going I'm to walk you through some stuff today. So have your Bible ready. And uh, uh, I'm going to talk about a Godly Mindset Part 2. A godly mindset part two. So last week we talked about the importance of faith and um, everything's established on that. We talked about mindsets and thinking the way that God thinks. And we broke down the three uh, biblical mindsets of a barbaric mindset, a Greek mindset, and the, uh, the Hebrew Jewish uh, mindset. So one's fear-based, One's pride-based and and uh, one's trust-based, and how God's uh, favor rests upon those who trust Him and obey His word. How many of us understand that God wants to speak to us? Amen. And He wants to lead us. He, we have His word. We have His written word, and He's still speaking today. And so we want to be in this place of not operating out of a mindset of fear uh, or, or out of pride that we don't need God or whatever that may be, but fully trusting and looking to and following Him in every step. And so, so today is part two of this godly mindset, talking about coming in alignment with God's heart. So, I specifically want to pray and speak to you in, in this second part about the power of blessing. The power of God's blessing. So I think I want to start here and end here. Uh, if you'll turn in your Bibles to Numbers, to this priestly blessing in Numbers in, in chapter 6. So just turn there with me real quick. Uh, Numbers chapter 6. <clears throat> and uh, we'll start at verse 22. So Numbers chapter, chapter 6. So just listen to this. God's speaking to Moses, 
to the children of Israel. It's giving the, the law of the Nazarite and being uh, what that looks like to be set apart for Him, uh, which is part of what our fast is all about, is, is uh, consecrating ourselves, right? If you remember that message I gave previous before the fast, and then just about being set apart for the things that God has for us. And then here we have this priestly bless, blessing that most of you have all heard. So I just want to start with this, and we're going to talk about the blessing of God because um, it all comes under. If we want to, if you want to, if you want to know the thoughts of God, I guess this is it. In case you forget, if you get lost in my sermon, we need to be operating by the thoughts of God by faith. And then you need to understand, as a child of God, the thoughts of God are to bless you. Amen. A lot of people have been taught so differently, but you need to understand today that the thought in the thoughts of God is to bless you as a son and daughter. So here's this priestly blessing in number 6 and uh, verse 22. The Lord spoke to Moses and He said, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying to them, This is the way you shall uh, bless... So this is the way that you shall bless the children of Israel. As the priest, this is how you should bless, bless my children. Say to them, that the Lord bless you, and the Lord keep you, and the Lord shall make His face shine upon you, and He will be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put My name on the children of Israel, and I will bless them. Isn't that powerful? Okay, so we're going to walk through this just a little bit, and I'm going to come back to that. But can we just look at that Scripture and others that's going to come along today and understand that, listen, the blessing of God changes your life, guys. I'm talking about living in and receiving and walking in and remaining under like an umbrella, the blessing of God. It truly changes your life. You hear the word bless a lot and Many believers talk about blessing, but they don't really even comprehend what it means. It's more than just, sorry that you sneezed. Bless you. Right? But to really begin to think about this priestly blessing and the blessing of the Lord, and like when you're departing one another, that you bless one another. There's such power upon you parents laying your hands on your children and releasing a priestly blessing over them. Blessing them in the name of the Lord. Calling forth their God-given destiny and releasing that blessing. Husbands and wives laying their hands on one another and blessing one another and calling those things that are not as though they are instead of bringing out the negative all the time. Just start blessing and releasing the favor of God. But I really want us to just leave here today like in my heart is truly understanding the blessing of God and operating under the thoughts of God and walking it out by faith. It's one of the most important biblical principles. The, 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 the word bless or, uh, or blessing is used in, in, in the Scriptures 474 times in the Scriptures you're going to hear the word bless or blessing. He wants us to understand to walk in His blessing. Not, not, and, not, and this is an important thing, guys. It's not just for our own sake, but for us to demonstrate His kingdom. For the people around you to see the blessing of God on your life. 
and, to, and for you to testify that that's not from me, that's from God. Come on, man. All that I have is because He's good. <laughs> Everything that I do is because He chooses to do it through me. Amen? Anything and everything is because we serve such a good God. Isn't that good? Turn to Genesis in chapter 1. You're just going to get a little Bible story today, so be ready to walk through the Word. I just want us to see the importance of blessing. The first mention of blessing is in creation. So in, at creation, God began to release blessing. In Genesis, in chapter 1, in verse 22, uh, just after God created the great sea creatures and every living thing that moves, in verse 22 it said, and God blessed them. He blessed them. Saying, be fruitful and multiply. Now I want you to pay real close attention to what's attached as we're reading the Scriptures to the blessings. You need to know what blessing brings. So God blessed them. And in the blessing, He said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the waters and the seas and let, let uh, birds multiply on the earth. Fruitfulness, multiplication. Um, let's, let, let's jump down to verse... Um, oh, let's just jump... Let's just jump into verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our, in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion, authority over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Look at verse 27. It creation. God created man in His own image. In the image of God, He created us. Male and female. He created them. Verse 28, and then God blessed them. Everybody say God blessed them. God blessed them. There was a, you understand that it didn't just happen. There was a release of blessing. Like blessing is a chosen thing. God chooses to bless. You need to understand two things when it comes to blessing. God withholds blessing and He releases blessing. But blessing will only come from God. So He'll withhold or He'll release. Then God chose and He blessed mankind. And God said, this is what He said over us. He said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Isn't that powerful, guys? His blessing. So when you look at this, even at the, at the point of creation, that His blessing is described as fruitfulness, and multiplication. Like fruitfulness in every area of your life and multiplication increase is the product of the blessing in the favor of God. Now, just, just understanding in, in its simplest form, for lack of time, blessing is the anointing of God to release increase, favor, and multiplication of all that is good. That's what a blessing is. That's what a blessing is. Look now, and let's go to Deuteronomy in chapter 7. So Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, chapter 7. <clears throat> How many of you just appreciate God's Word? Amen? Deuteronomy in chapter 7. Uh, let's, uh, let's jump in at... at at uh, verse 9. Deuteronomy 7 and 9. 
Therefore know that the, that the Lord your God, He is God. The faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love Him and keep His commandments. He repays those who hate Him to their face to destroy them. He will not be slack with Him who hates Him. That's pretty strong. He will repay him to his face. Verse 11, Therefore you shall keep the commandment, the statutes and the judgments which I command you today to observe them. Verse 12, Then it shall come to pass because you listen. Watch this. It shall come to pass uh, because you listen to these judgments and keep and do them that the Lord your God will keep with you the covenant and the mercy which He swore to your fathers, and He will love you and bless you and multiply you. He will also bless the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your land, your grain and your new wine and your oil, the increase of your cattle and offspring of your flock, in the land in which He swore to your fathers to give you. You shall be blessed above all people. There shall not be a male or female barren among you or among your livestock. Verse 15, And the Lord will take away from you all sickness, and will afflict you with none of the terrible diseases of Egypt which you have known, but will lay them on those who hate you. I'm going to read through some of these because I want you to see that this is so encouraging and then it's so frightful at the same time. Isn't it? Like it's encouraging the blessing of God, but the curse, the withholding of the blessing of God, it kind of brings us into the revelation of the fear of the Lord that Pastor Jason talked to us about a few weeks ago. And then in Deuteronomy, let's go to chapter 28. Just work through the Scriptures with me today, guys. Go back Now just go, go, go to chapter 28 of Deuteronomy. And it talks, about, it talks about the blessing of obedience and it talks about the curse of disobedience. So Deuteronomy in chapter 28 and uh, verse 1. You got it? Everybody there? Okay. So now it shall come to pass if... Everybody say if. It shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. How many know we need to be more diligent in being in alignment with the thoughts of God? Because I'm talking about blessing and everybody loves blessing. But not everyone really always likes what it takes to receive a blessing. I said last week, everybody wants his hot hand, but no one wants his heart. Because when you have his heart, then you're going to be diligent to obey his voice. So everybody wants the blessing without the obedience. To observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of of the earth. Verse 2. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. I mean, you want to become overtaken by the blessing of the Lord. Because you obey Him. You obey the voice of the Lord your God. You obey the thoughts of God. Look at verse 3. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to be overcome with this, the Lord says. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. Even you country people get it. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body and the produce of your ground and the increase of your herds and the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. 
There you go, Kayla. Your chickens are going to increase. Verse 5. Blessed shall be your basket in your kneading bow. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come against you one way and they will flee before you seven ways. Come on, somebody. The Lord will command the blessing on you and your storehouses and and, and all to which you set your hand, and He will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Verse 9. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to Himself. Just as He has sworn to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in His ways. Everybody say, if. Verse 10. Then all people on the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body, in your health, in the increase of your livestock, in the produce of your ground, in your finances, come on, in the land in which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you, verse 12, the Lord will open to you. He will open doors to you. His good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season. Come on. To bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend. You're going to be a lender and not a borrower. You shall lend to, to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them, so then you shall not turn aside from any of the words, any of my thoughts, what I release to you, which I command you this day, to the right or to the left, to go after other gods and to serve them. Verse 15, But it shall come to pass, if you do not obey, if you do not obey, the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all His commands and His statutes which I commend you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. We'll finish there, because you don't want me to read through the curses. Isn't that so good? Like these, these passages, you know, they, they show that, that the blessing of God is comprehensive. It's going in, it's coming out. It's physical, it's spiritual, it's financial, it's, prov- it's provision, it's protection. Come on, man. It's the rain in, in, in seasons of drought. He said, he said, it'll be an open heaven when we're living in the blessing of the Lord. It's provision, protection, it's good health, success. Every, everything that you put your hands to, he says. I I believe that God wants us to know the fullness of His blessing in every area of our life. Some of you are having a hard time grasping this. But I want to to release this, and I'm praying that Holy Spirit anoint it to pierce your heart. To those of you that feel undeserving because of your past, For whatever reason, I just release over you 
that I believe God wants you to know the fullness of His blessing and receive it in every area of your life. In, I'm just going to quote this if you don't take time to turn to it. But you can write it down. It's important. In Genesis, in chapter 24, and in verse 1, uh, it, it just says this. It says, the Lord, blessed, the Lord blessed Abraham in all things. Isn't that powerful? Because he's a comprehensive guy. So it says that God blessed Abraham and He blessed him in all things. That, that means He blessed Abraham in every area of Abraham's life. Now, now this is where some of you are going to have a hard time understanding that this is for you today. Because I understand we're reading in the Old Testament, we're reading through the Word of God that was given to Moses, to God's chosen people, right? To the Hebrews, to, to, the, to the Hebrew children, to the children of Israel. And so sometimes we listen to the lie of the enemy that that's just for them, that that's not for us today. But God's Word says the Lord blessed Abraham in all things. I, I, I declare to you today that I believe the same measure of blessing is God's desire for us as His children through Christ Jesus. In, in Galatians, you should write this down. In Galatians in chapter 3, in verse 13 and 14, the Scripture says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. How many are thankful that you've been redeemed from the curse of the law? So God says, He says, through Christ, He has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Now watch this. Having become a curse for us, carrying our sin and our witnesses, and what we could not fulfill in the law, but watch this, and it goes on and it talks about you and I as Gentiles, and it says that the blessing of Abraham, so that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. The very blessing that was comprehensive in all things that would come upon Abraham can come upon the Gentiles in and through Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior. You need to understand that when you read the blessings of God over God's people in the Old Testament, that, that through Christ, under His blood that you can come underneath the blessings of God as a child of God through Christ Jesus. Jesus took upon Himself the curse so that we could receive the blessing of Abraham. And the Lord blessed Abraham in all things. How many want to receive the, just the open heaven fullness of God, blessing of God where people are asking you, what happened? What happened? What's going on? Where's all this stuff coming from? Where's like what? Come on, man. I'm talking about come on, God. Come on. For His glory. I mean, you know it's for His glory. I mean, you know it's for His glory. 
So you can testify. I can't, I can't even. There's no explanation for this. This is just the favor and the blessing of God. There's no other reason. Let me just tell you about how good my God is. People can begin to see the tangible evidence of the joy of the Lord, the freedom of the Lord. There are going to be people that know that 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 know you. They know your background. They know they know what you've been through. They know they know the things that's bound you because of what what took place in your life. Come on, man. But all of a sudden, as you get in the blessing of God in the blessing of Abraham falls upon you through Christ. Come on, man. And all of a sudden, heaven begins to open up and His countenance begins to shine upon you. And then all of a sudden, your countenance begins to change. And then all of a sudden, the very people that knew what you went through in your life begin to see the glory of the Lord shining out of your smile. And there's a peace that surpasses all understanding that like follows you. And there's like the aroma of Christ that everywhere you go, People begin to feel the tangible glory, presence, favor of God on your life. They don't even know you, and some do, but they're like, my goodness, where have you been? I'm reminded of the Scriptures of the apostles. They were with Jesus, man, and He was just releasing heaven into them. And they just operated. But we, we taught last night in small. They didn't have anything but faith to go on, man. And they went out in faith. And they went amongst the people. And the peace people were like, wow, we can tell that they've been in the presence of God. I'm just, my goodness, what if we just aligned ourselves in such a way that the glory, presence, open heaven, blessing of Abraham on all things begin just to saturate your life in ways that only God can do it, man. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, your marriage begins to change. And all of a sudden, everything that you've tried to do on yourselves that keeps going through this same cycle and cycle and cycle, if you would just surrender yourselves to God and begin to come under the umbrella of His Word and follow His heart and begin to treat one another the way that God designed in His Word, there will be a blessing that will come upon your marriage that will, that will affect you in a way that nothing else can. Come on, someone. Okay. You ready? Just maybe I'll, maybe we're turning right here. So put your turn signal on. All right. Everybody say blessing. So I'm not going to get into the Scriptures about this because we, we just wouldn't be able to. But Joseph... Joseph is, to me, one of the most beautiful pictures of someone walking in the blessing of God. Yet, how many of you would like to walk Joseph's walk? <laughs> be, be careful, because people are going to throw you in a pit. How many have been thrown in a pit by people that loved you? But when I look at his life, he's such an example of walking in blessing, yet he went through many difficult things in life, didn't he? It almost seems like it doesn't make sense. But it does make sense. But you need to, you need, I, need, I need to make sure that you're paying attention to, to just this part of my sermon to understand blessing. Because Joseph lived in the favor of God. He walked in the blessing. He walked under the thoughts of God. Yet he went through these difficult things. He went through, he went through betrayal 
by his family. He, 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 he went through prison. He went through slavery. He went through being falsely accused. And so, so, so I need you to understand that blessing doesn't always mean that life is always going to be easy. Sometimes the blessing of God gets gets lost in the abundant times. It's why God continued to tell Israel over and over again, after I do this for you, don't forget me out there. Because it's often in the abundance of blessings when we don't have need that we forget where the blessing came from. And then we get out of alignment of His heart. Okay? So a lot of times, it's those difficult things that He allows us to go through that really reveal the depth of His blessing. Because even though you have to go through a fire, when you're in His blessing, you can go through a fire and still come out smelling like a rose. None of your clothing will be, will be uh, inflamed. You'll come out not even smelling like smoke. Okay. Um, this scripture in uh, did we read Deuteronomy in uh, 28 we did this, this one verse verse 7 I, ju- I was just trying to show you a little bit about what blessing is going to look like but we'll go back, go back to this one verse right here that we read but in verse uh, 7 just want to talk about it for a second um, because he just, he just says, bless you, in verse 6, he just says, blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. I'm before you and I'm behind you. It's okay, I got this. And then in verse 7, it says, the Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated right before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. Okay, so this is real encouraging, but then what else is it saying at the same time? It says that if you walk in God's blessings, you're still going to have enemies that come at you from one direction, but they're going to, they're going to flee from you seven directions. So what do we take away from that? Well, thank you God that you're going to fight those battles for me, but we often forget the part that we're still going to have some battles. See, so it's a lot of times in those moments that people go through battles that they want to abandon God or they feel like God abandoned them, right? You, like, like God, you said you would never leave me nor forsake me, but here I am in this season of life that hurts so bad. And God's like, man, I never promised you that you wouldn't have enemies. I never promised you that you wouldn't face trials and tribulations. What I promised you is that I will bless you and I will bring you through it. If you keep your eyes on me through this thing, just as Joseph did, even though you get thrown in prison, I'll bless you in prison. I'll give you favor with the prison guards. Come on, man. I just wonder what God wants to do with you, in you, and through you, through some of the things that you're going through right now. See, a lot of times we're praying for God to get us out of it, and He's just waiting for us to operate with our blessing in it. I just wanted to show you that blessing doesn't mean that you're not going to face difficult things. 
doesn't mean that you're never going to have a battle, but in the end, God will enable you to win. Amen? Like I said, in slavery, the Lord was with Joseph and he prospered. In prison, the Lord was with Joseph and, and he had favor. Whatever, whatever Joseph had to go through, he rose to the top. Right? Read his story. Whatever Joseph had to go through, he rose to the top. But how many you know he said to go through stuff? But he rose to the top. He rose to the top because he was in the, he was in the blessing of God. Because he operated and kept and he maintained his mindset of trusting in God. Trusting in God. In the pit, when his brothers threw him in there, I'm trusting in God. I'm trusting in that vision. That vision didn't just come out of thin air. I know what God showed me. I know, he, I know that dream. I know the promise that God got me. So it may look like I'm going the other direction, but I'm, I'm, I'm maintaining my mindset to trust in God. no matter. And because Joseph maintained his mindset to trust in God, even though in the moment it looked different than the promise, come on, God released favor and blessing into his life. I just want to show you in the end, God will enable you to win, guys. Amen? He eventually became uh, one of the most powerful men in Egypt and was able to rescue his family from destruction. And I'm just saying, that's the power of blessing. It's the power of blessing. I mean, we need, we need the blessing of God in our lives. Okay. Um, so let's talk about you. Let's talk about you Gentiles. Let's talk about you Gentiles. Do you believe that God wants to bless you? Do you believe His promises are for you? Now, I would. I believe. Let me. Let me. I see. I don't. I believe the Jewish people are God's chosen people, and I don't believe that the church today replaces them. And I believe that Israel is God's chosen land. And I believe that those who bless Israel will be blessed and those who curse Israel will be cursed. Is everybody tracking with me so far? But how many are thankful that we had the advocate that came on our behalf? Come on. And died on the cross for us and that He took that curse. Come on, somebody. That those who believe in Him would become joint heirs, right? Um, Romans 8 and 16. The Spirit Himself bears a witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then we're heirs. And if we're heirs, come on, then we're recipients of the blessing of God. Then we should be recipients of the favor of God. Come on, somebody. Amen? We need to get in the Word of God. And we need to get His promises that He released out over His people. Because i got news for you. You're His people. <laughs> As His sons and daughters, you're His people. So what's He promising over you? What are those blessings that you come in alignment with? And what, what's He called you to do? What, what, what are the thoughts of God that you need to come in alignment with so that He doesn't have to withhold the blessings from you? Come on. Is everybody good? I kind of got lost in here of where I was at. Oh! Romans 8.28 And we know that all things work together for the good to those who love God. 
Now then you'd have to ask yourself, what's it look like to love God? And you'd have to get in the Scriptures because the Scriptures make it really clear on what, what, how someone lives that loves God. Not just says they love God. Come on, somebody. But we know that all things work together for the good to those that truly love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. I just... God truly longs to bless you, church. Like, God truly longs to bless you. Like, His heart as your Father is to bless you. Man, I love my kids. I would do it. I want to bless my kids. I want to bless my grandchildren. I want to bless those who I love. And I can't obtain the depth of love that God has for us. So then I take what I know in the natural and think, man, how much does God want to bless you? I wonder how much it hurts Him withholding blessings in area of our life because we're not walking in because we're walking in disobedience when He wants to bless us. Just think about that for a moment. It's His desire. Jesus' first public sermon, Matthew 5, the Sermon on the Mount. How's it start with? How's it start? His first public sermon. First one. Multitude of people around. Jews and Gentiles. Jesus speaking to the crowd. To those who would hear Him. Come on, somebody. Blessed. Blessed. No one can bless. Truly blessed. God releases the blessing. Blessed. Favor. Increase. Multiplication. Right? Blessed. 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 Blessed are those who, who mourn. Blessed are those uh, who uh, humble themselves. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the meek. Blessed. Blessed. Blessed are, are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. It is the will of God. The desire of God. God's heart today for you to be blessed, guys. To live in the fullness of who He is. That's what God wants. The enemy wants to always steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to withhold from you. Amen? God's heart is to bless you. Jesus came into the world to tear down the works of the enemy, to give life and life more abundantly, to give the blessings of God. Amen? It's His heart. Psalm 67, verse 6 and 7. God, our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us and all the ends of the earth shall fear Him. I just love this. I love what this says that when the world sees God's blessing, when they see believers experiencing a greater measure of favor as Joseph did, even going through hard things. Come on, man. A blessing and favor that the world systems cannot provide. The result will be that the world begin to fear God and recognize what God's doing. Because it's something that only God can do, bring that kind of increase. I want to talk to you real quick. You guys got a little bit more in you? You got a little bit more? Okay. Because I want to talk about these conditions for a minute. Because God's blessing isn't just going to fall on you. Sometimes His compassion does. And even in disobedience of errors, He'll send different ways to help people. But His blessing, His favor, that open heaven, there's conditions. 
There's conditions to it. If you go back here in Deuteronomy in chapter 28, and you look at what God was giving His people to be in alignment for His blessings, we'll read it again. He said, Now it shall come to pass that if everything that He gave as a blessing, the fullness of it, it all comes back to this point right here where God said, It shall come to pass that if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, and observe carefully that you're cautious, that, that in the decisions that you're making, you're saying, is this God's thought or is it my thought? Is this God's way or is it my way? Come on, guys. If you want the blessing of God, then you got to be able to get ready to be diligent to make sure that you're in alignment with Him. Not in what mom and dad taught you. Not in what your papa taught you. Not in what your best friend at church has taught you. And all of those things are great people that he brings in our lives to release his word into us and then we always bring it back in alignment with his word because i do not want to follow man as much as i honor man i want to follow god i'm expecting you to take everything that i give you when we stand behind this pulpit and you take it and you take your bible and you line every word up with scripture and you follow god because this is the this is where the blessing comes if you want to be forgiven, you have to forgive. If you don't forgive, you're, you put yourself in a position to be withheld the blessing of God. In so many different areas of your life. If you, if, if, if you want financial blessing, if you want to live financially, if you want, to, if you want the open heaven of God in your life financially, then you tithe and you give offering. You bless the kingdom of God. Why? Because it's His thoughts. It's His heart. It's His word. It's commands. So we go back to this. If you, it shall come to pass then, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all His commandments which I command you today. The Lord your God, watch this, will set you high above all the nations of the earth. Verse 2. And all these blessings, all these blessings will come upon you. And they're going to overtake you. They're going to overwhelm you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. If we truly understood the cost of disobedience, Come on! If, we, if, if pastors today filling pulpits all over the world that are teaching things that are, that are not in alignment with the Word of God, using the love of God as a blanket, all the costs they'll pay for allowing people and even encouraging people to remain in their sin. There would be a fire behind our pulpits today in America if we truly understood what the blessings of God looked like and the cost of disobedience. Because there is a high, high, high cost of death to disobedience to God's Word. He has not changed His mind because it's 2023 and culture's changed. He only created male and female. He only created man and woman to be married. 
He has a jealous God that said, do not put anything before me. I could go on and on and on and on, but I will tell you that if we really heard the Word of God and we ate this meal that He put for us before us on this table, guys, we would live every day differently with the thought of knowing the cost of disobedience. But so much of the church today has just been taught and mistaught about the love of God and the grace of God. And I say to you today, so what then? Because of grace. So what then because grace abounds? Shall you then continue in sin? Absolutely not, the Word says. Because you have been freed of sin. And that freedom cost your Savior on that cross. So now we don't live in the old ways as the old man, but as the new man in Christ. Under grace and by grace, in favor and strength, and the blessing of God, that with His help to walk this walk out in fear and trembling before the Lord. Because we understand the cost of disobedience. Amen. I say amen, Pastor Scott. I say, Pastor Scott, good job. Good job. Good job. Thank you, God, for this table this morning. Thank you, God, for this table. Thank you for this fresh meal. Thank you for the truth of Your Word. Because it's the revelation of Your Word. It's the revelation of Your Word that breaks strongholds. Bring us into alignment with Your thoughts today, God. Alright. His blessings come to those who align themselves with the purpose and the timing. Alright. I'm going to need you to hang for just a minute. So I need you to grab a hold of, of this. Last week I talked about the Jewish mindset, right? Wasn't that good? What set them apart for the blessing of God? It wasn't, it wasn't that they were just Jewish. It was that they operated with the mindset of obedience and trust in the Lord. So I talked about these mindsets last week and how the Jewish people prosper and experience an unusually great level of blessing. Even the land, it's pretty amazing. But now, the truth is, when you really, when you, when you really see that picture even though they've rejected the Messiah and don't believe yet most of them, except for the Messianic Jews, that, that Jesus has come yet. The lifestyle of many Jews is more biblical than a lot of Christians today. Did that hurt? And what I mean by that is, their devotion to God and to His Word is it's so rich, guys. It's so rich. They, their world is planned around God. And we plan God around our world. Does that make sense? And so there's a lot of stuff of what they do that I could go into, and I just don't feel like I have to. But you can go out and you can go and, and study some of their customs on their own. But I'm just trying to show you this picture. Uh, it, it's actually convicting. 
It was really convicting to me whenever I was there for two weeks amongst these Jewish rabbis and their heart for prayer and the Word, their devotion to the law and to the commands and obedience and so much. It's just like, man, God, I think we're missing some of this. Um, this isn't always the case, but traditionally, Jewish children begin learning Hebrew at the age of three. Um, so they can begin a diligent study of the Scriptures by the age of six. Why? Because they understand the blessing of God. And they know the blessing of God comes through the obedience to the Word of God. By age 13, they're expected to have memorized a large portion of the Scripture and be able to discuss them with understanding. Isn't that powerful? Amen? And we just are hoping ours play in the NBA. Not a bad thing. I'm just saying, let's just maybe as an example just say you have a point zero 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 eight point something child that does make it and they reach that highest level and sign a contract for millions of dollars and Jesus Christ isn't Lord of their life. And they don't have the blessing of God on them. They really haven't obtained anything. See what I'm saying? I'm just saying it's why it's why in the it's why the Jewish custom every every the mo, the, the priority is the word of God. Priority to the children is the Word of God. Teaching the children the Word of God. Walking in obedience to the Word of God. Letting them see the customs, the things that God put in motion for them. This is everything else stopped. Again, their world is centered around God, not trying to center God around their world. I'm just saying there's a whole lot that we could learn about this if we want to get in and under the blessings of God. Is everybody good? Everybody good? The result of this historical devotion to the Word is that many of God's principles of blessings have become an accepted part of Jewish life. Because they understand, I'm just saying, they understand what releases blessing. So that's why that mindset, that Jewish, that Hebrew mindset, that mindset of trusting in God and everything, and living and walking in the fear of God in all areas of making God the priority, the center point of, of our life should be God. God, 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 God. Then we schedule everything else around where God is scheduled, right? All right, I'm 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 finished with this. De- Deuteronomy chapter six is foundational to the Jewish people, and I can't I can't read it I can't read it to you right now. But you go in and you study that out. Well, what's it called? That one little uh, what's it called? Shema, Shema. Anyways. Uh, it's so powerful. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind, and all your strength. To not let God's Word depart from your mouth. Write it. Write it on tablets. Hang it over your neck. When your children awaken, make sure you're releasing the Word. As they go to sleep, release the Word, God said to them. And as you're walking down the road, God taught this principle to the Jewish people that the Word of God was the foundation of their life. And that success wouldn't come through the world, but success would come through heaven's blessing. And that is keeping God first. Come on, man. Like truly, when we really look at it, I'm like, God, we got to go back and study that and begin to align our families up with it so much. Joshua, in 1.8, this book, it says, this book shall not depart from your mouth. 
That you shall meditate in it. Not just on it. Not just think about it. So not just keep it closed. Oh, I'm thinking about my Bible. I'm thinking about how good God's Word is. But no, he says meditate in it. Get in it. Get in it. Forget to read your Bible through a year plan. And just get a verse and eat it. And take the next verse and eat it. And if it takes you five years, then you've eaten all of the Word. But, 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 but this, this command of Joshua, the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. So you're not just to hear. You're going you're gonna to meditate on it day and night so that you can bring yourself in alignment with it. Now, a lot of people today think, read the Word, meditate it, on it day and night so that you can bring the Word in alignment with you. But we meditate in it day and night. And then where we need adjusted, where we need to come in alignment, we submit ourselves to God. We repent. Come on, man. I'm talking about the blessing of God. It's so good. Thank you, God, for this Word. We, you want to th- then he says, for then, for then, for then. When you do this, when, you, when, you are, when you're meditating in it day and night, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. It's amazing to me. I still don't understand all this. Like when I'm there, when I'm in Israel, like I still don't. Because like when, when, when the Jewish people, even, even, even in unbelief of the Messiah right now, so many of them still, still have that veil over them. But yet, they meet God's conditions in His Word, in obedience and in pursuit of Him. They, they experience His promised blessing. It's, it's, it's amazing to me. So what about the Christian church today? I'm finishing with this. I mean, Craig, you can probably come up if you want to, but I'm just going to take a minute. But... So what about us today, church? What about us today? I've already established that God wants to bless us and that it's His heart. So I think this is where I wanted to land at. If you'll give me just a minute. The the sad truth is the modern day church gives little attention to what Scripture says. Statistics say the only time most believers hear the Word are in the Scripture today are, is through, through their Sunday service, through, through a pastor, through the preacher preaching, and not, not being a student of the Word on, the, on, their, on, their, on their own. There's little devotion to His Word. And I'm, 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 can, I, can I help you real quick? I'm a big fan of the church. I'm for the bride of Christ. I'm here to build her up. Amen? So, but with that, I'm saying that we need to heed the voice of the Lord. We need to understand where the blessing of the Lord comes from. And we need to recognize that we need to begin to make God the priority in our lives. We need to begin to make God. We need to begin to schedule everything else around God and then not schedule God around everything else. And we need to make sure that, that we, we step into Deuteronomy chapter 6 and we begin to make God's uh, Word a priority in us and into our family of releasing God's Word. 
So with that being said, I'm just being real with you, and I, I see this and I believe this, that in the modern day church today, there is, there is little devotion to His Word. There's lack of true devotion and deep understanding of God's Word. And we've got more resources than ever before. We don't... Let me say this. We don't think the way God thinks that I preached on last Sunday because we're not in alignment with this Word. Too much of us aren't in full alignment with this Word. And when we're not in alignment, we're not under blessing. So a lot of times, we're more committed to, to traditions that we were raised up in and denominations than we are the Word of God. Right? Oh my God, I just want you. How many of you just want Him, guys? Like, how many of you just want every lie broken off of you? Every, everything that didn't align up with the Scripture? Even the best intentions that your pastors or Sunday school teachers or whoever had, man, like, praise God. But Lord, I want to be full in alignment with you. I want to know what your Word says about this. I don't want to follow the crowd, God. I want to follow you. I want to follow you, God. I want your blessing, God. If no one else will go, God, I will go. Whatever the cost is, God, I want to go. Make your word. Allow your word to become a priority in my life. We have the helper, guys. <laughs> we have the helper now. We have the help. We have the Holy Spirit in us. To enter God's blessings, we have to begin meditating on God's Word. Begin meditating on God's Word. Start bringing your Bible to church. Like the, the written Bible. Let's let our kids see how important that it is. I'm not, I'm not against te technology. I, I looked at Google's awesome. So I was able to look up something even this morning. The Holy Spirit put a scripture in my mind. I couldn't remember where it was at. So I put the scripture in. Boop, there it is. It's sweet. But carry this with you. Get it in your hands. Don't just... The scripture said get in it. Get in it. Inside of it. You have to, to get in it, you've got to open it. Get in it. Begin to study the Word. Begin to look at the promises of God. Begin to look at the instructions of God. And then get yourself in alignment with it. Come on, let's begin meditating on the Word day and night, day and night, day and night. Are you going to build your house on the sand or are you going to build your house on the rock? The blessing of God or the withholding of His blessing? Guys, it is up to each and every one of us. And I am, I am, doing, I am doing everything within me today to help you and to help myself understand, guys, the dangers of disobedience. The dangers of disobedience. It's like, gosh, I want my children and I want my grandchildren to, to, to know the intimacy of God and the, person, the personalness of God. <laughs> To walk with Jesus, man. To know that He's going he's gonna to carry them. That He's going to pick them up. Come on, man. Come on. That He's going to go through this journey. That you're going to make mistakes, right? But I also want them to understand that, man, God, God gave us instructions that lead to an abundance of heaven in our lives if we'll get in obedience with it. Let's lead our children according to God's Word and not according to our culture anymore. You're going to have to separate them from some things.
Get them out of the trash. Turn the TV off if you have to. Take their phones away from them. Whatever you've got to do, guys. Come on. You know why? Because the blessing of God, like the blessing of God, He can bless them beyond what we can. Like there's so many things. Husbands and wives, come on. Get in the blessing of God. Get in the blessing of God. If, 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 if you do this, then as you do, see that I will not open up heaven. Come on, guys. Pour out rain. I'll make sure. He, he, he told them, he says, I'll make sure that, that, that none of the diseases in Egypt get on you. He's your mask. <laughs> I don't even have time to jump on that one. Hey guys. It's, it is hard to, for us to even wrap our minds around how much He loves us. Isn't it? But I want you to know, man, His heart's beating for you. Like, His heart's beating for you. Even right now, like he's, and I'm like, I don't, I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it, man. You're like, man, I'm, I'm not living right. His heart's beating for you. I had a wild night last night. I shouldn't even be in the building. I'm not worthy. His heart's beating for you, man. There's no mistake that's so big that will keep you outside of the reach of His love. Amen? But understand, your disobedience of not coming in alignment with His Word will withhold His blessing from you. Amen? And I don't know about you, but I want the blessing of God on my life. Is that good? I want to release the priestly blessing over you. I want to take just a second, if you'll stand with me, I just want to give an opportunity to come and repent. If there's something in your heart that you just feel like that you need to say, okay, God, I'm, let, I'm coming in alignment with Your Word. I need to release this thing. I need to lay this thing down. <clears throat> and then uh, I just want to give you... No, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, man, you've not even started living life just yet. Come on. It's time to confess that you're a sinner. It's time to confess that He is Lord and just begin to say, Jesus, I want to start my journey with You. I want to walk with You. I want Your blessing in my life. And if you want to accept Jesus as Your Lord and Savior, then I ask You to come right down here to me and let me lead you to Him and just pray pray with You. But if not, we'll just take a minute and you can come and, and, and spend time on the altar if you need to. And then I, just, I, then I want to just pray a blessing over you. Amen. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for your mercy and thank you for your grace, oh God.
just step into alignment with you this morning, Lord. We step into alignment with you. I'm just believing that people are laying down addictions and they're, they're letting go of offenses. They're stepping into their identity as sons and daughters. They're going to begin to walk under the umbrella of blessing. They're going to begin to search the Word out. They're going to begin to make, make God the priority of their lives and then they're going to schedule everything else around God. So I just want to release this blessing over you. I just want to just read it and then and what we can go and begin to walk in this. So I ask you if you just if you just want to receive this, if you just kind of hold your hands out just like a, the Lord would be handing you a gift. Come on, because He can you have to you have to receive what He releases. So I'm just gonna read this and I'll close in praying over you. Thank you, God. He's so good today, guys. I can just feel His presence right now so strong over you. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. And the Lord make His face shine upon you today. And the Lord be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you. And I declare that He give you peace. So you shall put His name on you and on your children. And I will bless you with an open heaven, saith the Lord. Father, as your sons and daughters in and through Christ Jesus as a redeemed people, we are your sons and your daughters and joint heirs to receive the inheritance of the promised blessing that you spoke over Abraham. And we step into our identity as sons and daughters. And we declare today, God, that we choose to walk righteously in You and walk rightly in Your Word. We choose to break off traditions that don't line up with Your Word, denominations that we serve, and we choose to serve You, our living God. We love You. We honor You. We step in obedience to You. Lead us and guide us in every step according to Your way. And let Your blessings fall. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Bless you. Thank you for joining us this week. Until next time.